The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to this week's St Albans Film Guide, Friday the 11th of November 2022. Can you believe it? It's almost the end of 22. It it feels it's gone by so fast, hasn't it? Yeah, okay. Let's not dwell on it too much because what is time anyway? It's just a human concept. It's really doesn't matter but and sam's a scientist so she knows <laughs> exactly don't put so much weight onto time because weight is a whole different measurement that's like anyway um chris you've spoken already <laughs> which is great and yep. um i'm sam and i am hosting this this week and chris is our film guide you've been putting together what's new in the cinema on streaming and some picks of free to air television is that right it is incorrect it is incorrect no that's not that's that's incorrect it is correct <laughs> sam ah <laughs> uh, good okay so what we're going to do is have a look at what is new to the cinema first of all so what have we got so there are a few other releases this week, but the the big release um, this week is, of course, uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, the second Black Panther film and the first um, since the uh, tragically early passing of star Chadwick Boseman, um, who the, the the first the first film was such a, a roaring success. It was. Um, huge box office hit and nominated for several Oscars, including a Best Picture, which is the first of these Marvel films to have done so. And it was, yeah, critically acclaimed and Chadwick Boseman, um, big star, but he uh, sadly had been, you know, uh, suffering from an illness that he'd kept hidden from everyone and, and passed away a couple of years ago. And so there's, you know, this is the first film... Uh, in the Black Panther series since his passing, and it's uh, they, they obviously are incorporating the uh, passing of Chadwick Boseman into the passing of T'Challa, his character. Uh, he has passed away within the film world, and it's how Wakanda and his family, um, his, his mother and his sister, uh, deal with it as well, and also sort of who um, who will claim the mantle of uh, Black Panther going forward. And it's, you're going to say something, Sam? Yes, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, so obviously in the first movie, he, you know, his character is still alive by the end. Yes. And he becomes Black Panther because his father was Black Panther. So his father was Black Panther years ago, but the, but the first time we meet um, T'Challa in Captain America Civil War, he is already Black Panther. Um, okay. He's introduced, as, even though his father is alive at that point, but then his father gets killed in Captain America Civil War. Okay, so it's not a case of he became Black Panther because his father had died and it got past him that way. His father actively gave up? His well, his father was... Sort Back of as not, Black Panther? Not elderly, but his father was an older man uh, when T'Challa was first introduced and seemed to be past his Black Panthering days. Uh, so he was a statesman at that point uh, and had already passed it on to T'Challa. Um, right. But I'm yes. just trying to remember the sort of, you know, but then if if, if he's so, if and, he's then died, you know, but not already passed the mantle on, 
like yeah how then i'm assuming this is like gonna like you said it's gonna explore how so so there's a there's a few people that could you know so there's this uh it's probably not his uh, mother ramonda um who is played by Angela Bassett, uh, but it could be his sister Shuri, uh, played by Letitia Wright. Uh, there's Okoye, who's his um, sort of personal bodyguard, played by uh, Danny uh, Guerrero. There's um, Umbaku, who's the big uh, leader of another tribe within Wakanda, who, who first starts out as a, an antagonist, but becomes a close ally, played by Winston Duke. And so there's there's plenty of people it could be. I have a guess myself, um, partly based on the trailer. So um, there's sort of hints in there, but it's it's got some good reviews so far. I'm, I mean, I'm sure like you, there's quite quite a lot of people as well. There's a lot of Marvel fatigue has has set in. There's so much stuff. There's so many films. There's so many films per year. That they're releasing that used to be two a year. Now they're they're slipping three in. Um, I might, I might, it's I a might lot. Be make, I might be making up the fact there was a year where there was four. Um, Not necessarily because if because if you thinking pre COVID, I, I was thinking post COVID where they yeah. got moved. So so then like it all got bunched compared to the original like releases like yes. plan. I have a feeling that it was like. A year where there was one in like March, then one in like June, then one in October, and then one in December or something like that. And plus, you've now added the Disney Plus shows. You've got a whole other you know characters being introduced, like She Hulk and Moon Knight, and you know series as well revolving around characters that have already been introduced, like Wanda. Uh, Vision, um, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and so there's a there's a lot of uh, Marvel films out there. In fact, the, the most recent one, Marvel, um, sorry, Thor, um, Love and Thunder, was the first one I've not seen in a cinema for quite some time. Because partly I was just a bit like, yeah, it's a lot, yeah, and it, it turned out to be. Fine. Fine. That's my that's my review of Thor: Love and Thunder. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It had some good bits. It had some duff bits. It was fine. I mean, I suppose like obviously now it's all a visual medium, but I'm assuming these comics all sort of come out in parallel, like when they they all these characters have their own comic runs. So yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Except for now, we're sort of expected to like keep up with it all because they all inter. I know the comic books must interlink as well, but I don't know. Yeah. So it's sort of just moved from the the comic medium to a film and television medium. Does that make sense? And but yeah, like I'm assuming not everyone read all the comics i mean i'm sure there were some people out there that would but well yeah there's also like different runs with different artists and writers and stuff and then you get sort of ones that are sort of set on different timelines and then yeah you get ones that are like purely avengers based ones obviously but then you'll have separate iron man comics and things like that not that i'm a comic uh, expert or anything i'm sure um someone could talk more uh, eloquently about 
the comic runs. But, but that's I, all. I'm, that's all I mean is that like you wouldn't necessarily be expected to keep up with every single comic that features this character, that character, and then bring them all together in the Avengers, and then like split them back up again, and then all of that. No. Whereas we're kind of expected to watch every single uh, MCU film and television just to keep up with the main overarching storyline. Because if you miss Thor 25, then there's a key thing that happens in that when then Avengers reassemble again, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And Um, it's a lot, isn't it? So It is a lot. And I suppose we should, circling back to the actual film itself, Sure. Because that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, this one does introduce a sort of a relatively, I suppose, major new character. Um, Please, in, is it Squirrel Girl? It's not Squirrel Girl yet, oh. no. Well, there's a couple of new characters introduced. There's um, uh, Ironheart, who's a sort of younger um, woman who sort of becomes kind of like Iron Man, builds herself a what was her uh, name, sorry? mech suit. Uh, Ironheart. Ironheart, okay. And then there's, uh, she's played by um, Dominique Thorne. And then you've got the (coughs) character of Namor, the Submariner. And he's played by Tenoch Huerta. And he's basically sort of like um, the Marvel version of Aquaman, essentially. Um, (laughs) And it's so, in the comics, I believe he's essentially, he's kind of, uh, he's a good guy, but also he's a bit antagonistic and um, a bit annoying and arrogant and uh, whatnot. He likes to mess with people, um, but he's he's his he's a sort of king of basically like an underwater people like Atlantis, and they they start having fractious relationships with Wakanda, so. But I, like I say, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I would quite like to see it. And um, yeah, like I say, it's got, had some very good reviews. Okay, here we are in part two, where we talk about films that are new to streaming. And we've talked about this a lot. There's ups and downs when it comes to new to streaming now because obviously cinemas are back in full swing so a bit quiet on the streaming front this week but we have on netflix a documentary called is that black enough for you yes this sounded like a very interesting uh, film it uh, examines the history and legacy of black exploitation films um, which were um a period in cinema african-american cinema specifically um where basically Essentially, African-American filmmakers were making crime thrillers, action films, sort of on the cheap, obviously, with with uh, African-American actors and crews and making stars of, of quite a few people, like Sir Pam Greer, for instance, who, who maybe we'll know from uh, um, Jackie Brown, the, the Quentin Tarantino film. And it's it was whole sort of subgenre of um, cinema. It's about, the film is largely about that period in African-American cinema and it uses obviously archival footage and um, interviews and stuff and and 
people like Samuel Jackson are interviewed, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Harry Belafonte, uh, Billy D. Williams, um, so Lando Carusian himself. And it just seems like a, a un- underexplored part of American film history, as sadly much of um, sort of film history made by uh, ethnic minorities um, is of- often under explored um but it's still a very you know it's obviously a very important part of um that history because a lot of filmmakers got their got their breaks doing these sort of these low budget sort of down and dirty sort of sometimes guerrilla filmmaking where they didn't have all the permissions to to shoot places and they were sort of getting funding from all sorts of places and um yeah making stars of plenty of people Wow, excellent. I'm really looking forward to watching that and learning something, uh, I'm sure. So that is on Netflix. It is called Is That Black Enough For You? And that's out now. And finally, we are going to take a little jaunt through the TV guide with you, Chris, as our yep. as our guide. And have a look at what you are picking out as recommendations for uh, availability on free-to-air television this week. So let's start um, with tomorrow, Saturday, the 12th of November. And on Film 4 at 9pm, Arrival. Yeah, so normally we have a bit of a... It's become a bit of a running joke in, in these pods when we swap over. that Whenever it's your turn to do the film guide... You can never find anything. The films on TV are not very good at all. Uh, and I do it, and I can sometimes find seven straight days of uh, classic films. Yeah, this time, and you've had to like narrow each day down from like three different movies that you exactly. would want Exactly. So. This time, though, I've had a bit of a harder time, but there are still, I've picked out so only four movies this week. Like you say, one of them, though, is Arrival, Saturday Film 4. At 9 p.m., Denny Villeneuve's um, amazing science fiction film, starring the the wonderful and godlike Amy Adams, <laughs> whom Sam and I had the the privilege of seeing in person uh, earlier this year, and it was quite special. We saw her; in, she she was in the West End uh, playing uh, in the Glass Menagerie, and if I'm honest, the role was a bit beneath her. She she could have been given a bit more sort of meteor role. She is, after all, Amy Adams. But it was um, it was quite special just seeing her, seeing her act, even if we were quite far away. Look, I had my binoculars. You did. It worked out. <laughs> we were still in the same room, the same theatre, and yeah, it was. Like you say, I think um, it didn't stretch her uh, perhaps as much as another role might have. But, you know, West End debut, maybe it's not something... I don't know. I don't know know her, like, theatre history, whether she's used to playing, like, live roles like that compared to, you know, in a movie, you get to take... You can do a a thousand takes if you want. You're Amy Adams. (laughs) I don't think Amy Adams needs a thousand takes. <laughs> no, of course not. She's course one not. and done. 
but yeah, I mean, I could, I could uh, harp on about this movie forever, but uh, uh, well, I, we've, we, we, I think I'm we sure have we've done it, discussed it previously as well, quite a few times in the past. <laughs> we'll just say, Arrival, aliens come to Earth. Amy Adams has to work out what they're saying, and she's blooming amazing as she does it. Uh, also, stars Jeremy Renner is also in there. Um, Forrest Whitaker, and it's just. I mean, she's obviously the star of it, but everyone's really good. It's a beautiful movie to look at. The music is amazing. It's incredibly well written and thoughtful. And it's just, it's wonderful. So if you haven't seen it, get on it. Arrival, film four at 9pm. That's right. And I would just say it's based on a short story, which is also fascinating to read. But like, just the way that the author... Like the the entire concept of um of of the story is just like such a fascinating thing. So to read the short story as well and then see it performed in Arrival is also yeah. So if you're if you're looking for a short story collection, um, I'm struggling to think of the of the author's name though. <laughs> I want to say his surname was Chang. Yeah, is that I think it begins with a T. His first name. Well, I I don't know. Sam will no. Sam will look that up now. Um, while I move on to the next thing, so skipping Sunday, we're going on to Monday the fourteenth of November on ITV four at ten p.m. There's True Grit. Now this isn't the original um, John Wayne uh, version of True Grit. This is the Coen Brothers True Grit, starring uh, Jeff Bridges and Hailey Steinfeld, and Matt Damon, and Josh Brolin. And it's a, a remake of the, well, it's actually of the book, I'm going to say. I'm going on a limb here. Uh, it's a remake of the book, and it's, again, a very beautiful, uh, well-acted film with um, Jeff Bridges on top four, top mumbling form as um, Rooster Cogburn, the grumpy uh, old cowboy who is hired by a young girl, Hailey Stanfield, to um, basically find the man who killed her father. And they form quite an unlikely duo as they go across the the uh, Wild West uh, looking for this man, played by Josh Brolin. So it's uh, an excellent film and well worth watching. Sam, have you found any idea on who the author is is it stories from your life is that what it's called the i'm not sure if the entire collection is called that but the short story is called story of your life okay there you go i was close close. and it's ted ted chang ted chang yeah so So we both we were both i said (laughs) chang you said it began with a t so yeah it's c-h-i-a-n-g if uh people are wanting to look it up so um, yeah, I think I might reread that again. Actually, I I also haven't read it, so oh. and it's a short one, so yeah. I really should get in there. Yeah, well, it'll take you. It'll take you like fifteen minutes. Take me like two hours, but. <laughs> uh, so yes, moving on Tuesday, the fifteenth of November, uh, I've picked out on great movies at nine p.m. Uh, we've got Steven Soderbergh's Logan Lucky which uh, stars uh, Adam Driver and Channing Tatum as two down-on-their-luck brothers 
who decide they are going to rob a NASCAR race. Okay, this is with... With Daniel Craig. Right, okay, yeah. Daniel Craig doing one of his other, his classic Southern American uh, accents. Uh, He will be returning uh, very soon, actually, uh, 23rd of December uh, on Netflix in uh, A Knives Out Mystery, Glass Onion as Benoit Blanc. But Daniel Craig here is a... um, a thief, a, a safe cracker and thief, um, who the brothers bust out of prison to help them uh, steal from this NASCAR race. And he's on top scenery chewing form. He's, uh, in fact, recently I read um, Dave Batista, who plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. He is in Glass Onion uh, with Daniel Craig coming out uh, soon, as I said. And they also starred together in Spectre when uh, um, Daniel Craig was obviously James Bond. And Dave Bautista said recently that being on uh, the Knives Out, the second Knives Out film, Daniel Craig seemed so much happier. He was chatting with everyone. He was like a lot of fun to be around. Whereas on the Bond films, he seemed quite stressed a lot of the time, a lot of weight on his shoulders. And from stuff Daniel Craig has said in the past, he seems to have like, not hugely enjoyed necessarily playing Bond, and they are you know they're big productions. There's a lot of physical work goes into them. You have to get into very good shape and things like that. Whereas you know Benoit Blanc, you can you can relax a little bit and have a bit of fun. So I'm glad Daniel Craig is enjoying himself, and I hope he plays Benoit Blanc for many years to come. <laughs> is it going to be a case of? Uh it gets passed on to actor to actor like James Bond. Oh, that would be strange if they just started doing dozens of Knives Out films, but <laughs> it's just, Benoit Blanc becomes a different actor each well, time. So how, cause, like, how did that even start with James Bond? Because I'm assuming what happened was they wanted to keep making James Bond movies, but whoever it was that played him first was getting a bit too whoever old. Whoever it was that played him first, Sam... Come on. I don't know, Sean Connery? Well done, there you go. I just don't want... (laughs) I wanted to say the wrong one, but I guessed the right one by accident. (laughs) Okay. What? Little little pop quiz here. Um, Can you name... And you don't have to do it in order, but the other James Bond actors. Which one did I just say? Sean Connery. You said Sean Connery. And we've obviously already got Daniel Craig here, so you got Pierce Brosnan. You do. Um. Ah. Mm, uh. <laughs> do you know Danny is listening to this now, and he's, it hurt, it's hurt him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's punched a wall. There's a hole in the wall next to him. Is Sean he's... Connery the Scottish one? Oh my, Sam! Yes. <laughs> But the fact that you had to ask that, okay, because now I don't know. I don't know who the other one is. Who's the like long-standing other one? Yeah, and there was the one who played him once in um, yeah, Majesty's Secret Service. Correct. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. There's been like seven, right? No. So, so Sean Connery, and then there's. You said Daniel, you, Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. There are three more of the main 
mm. canon ones. You, you, you're correct in say that one play the money once and you only live twice. Uh, sorry, you only live twice. Um, Her Majesty's Secret Service. I'll give you that one. That's George Lazenby. Yeah, I knew that. Didn't he also play him on the radio? I yeah, probably. Danny's now punching a wall again because <laughs> I don't know. I want to say Richard, but that isn't right. Oh, you! Oh, you! Oh, oh! You're so you're quite close. Rare. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, but you're even closer. How? <laughs> the first two letters are correct. Rodney. No, you <laughs> still very close. I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> okay, so it's Roger Moore. Ah, oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the other person you're looking for is Timothy Dalton. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't have got to that. Not, uh, not who also otherwise years. famously played uh, Mr. Pricklepants in Toy Story Three. Oh. Maybe Timothy Dalton was the radio one. I don't know. One of them was, I'm pretty sure. And then there was like an another radio one. I don't know. Like, it's really not that important. You can just Google these things, you know, people. You don't have to know them. It's fine. Anyway, Logan Lucky, <laughs> great movies. 9pm on Tuesday, the 15th of November. Thursday, the 17th of hey, November. Hey, I'm the host here. Sorry. So we're moving past Wednesday because, like you said, not much uh, to choose from. On Thursday, the 17th of November, on BBC4 at 9pm. So all of these, yeah, have been, you know, after work. Well... I say after work. It depends on when people work, doesn't it? Anyway, on BBC4 at 9pm, we have Philomena. Yes. So this is um, this is a sort of local collect, uh, connection mm. to, to Philomena. This mm-hmm. is the film that's about Philomena Lee, who's a, an actual resident of St Albans. And um, she is a retired yes. nurse from Ireland. And the story is about... Um, her it's it's a true life story, obviously, about her fifty year search for her son. So she uh, is was helped by the journalist Martin Sixsmith um, to to find what happened to her son, who she had when she was very young in Ireland, and and that wasn't allowed. It was very much not allowed, and. After giving birth, she was then forced to work in a convent laundry for four years um, and with very little contact with her son. And then the nuns at the convent um, gave her son up for adoption without giving her the chance to say goodbye. Oh, my goodness. And her obviously not knowing where he went to. And it was a secret she kept you know to herself for years until basically investigating this and it's obviously an incredibly tragic story and this happened i mean i'm obviously no expert but this sort of thing happened really far more than it it should it happening once is um too many times yeah but this happened a lot of times where young women were forced to give up children um because it wasn't proper didn't you know it wasn't. That was a great Irish accent, Sam. Um, I wasn't and... trying to do Irish actually. I was trying to do English because it was probably the English that imposed all this on them. No, I think it was. I think it was the Catholic Church. So... Okay, the Italians, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure, I'm sure the English into... weren't helping. 
I think we're getting into places uh, we don't want. So basically, this is the story of her and Philomena and Martin Sixsmith's uh, store um, search for her son, which ends up with them going to America and tr- trying to track him down there. And Philomena Lee is played by uh, the wonderful Judy Dench. Martin Sixsmith is played by Steve Coogan, who also um, co-wrote the film. And it's just a, a, a wonderful... Um, lovely film with a great uh, starring role by Judy Dench, and yes, it's well worth a watch if you haven't. And like I said, it has a local connection. Uh, so, Philomena, BBC Four at nine PM on Thursday, the seventeenth of November. Well, thank you so much for your guidance this week, Chris. It sounds sarcastic when you say it like that. Oh, well, let me try again. Okay, uh, keep that in though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, this is making the edit. I just want you to say it again. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your guidance this week, Chris. That would sound a bit more natural, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, all right, great. Perfect. And, well, yeah, uh, thank you, listener, for for tuning in and um, choosing to spend your time with us. That is very kind. We will be back again in a couple weeks' time where I will hopefully have a little bit more uh, in terms of films to choose from the TV guide and fingers crossed on streaming and <laughs> out of the cinema, but you know these things come in waves, I'm sure. And um, I think in sort of the lead up to Christmas, there's a lot more t- other types of programming um, yes. on TV and things. So that's uh, possibly why as well. So yeah, I mean, Cat- I'm going to go off to- topic. Just going to add this in uh, today, Friday the uh, 11th of November, series three of Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus. Um, so I would recommend that. We're we're big fans of Mythic Quest, so watch that series three out today. Yeah, I mean, start from series one if you've not. But oh yeah, please do. It will make no sense <laughs> up until this point. It would make actually zero sense. But yes, so um, great. Yeah, good recommendation there. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so see you in a couple of weeks' time. Next week, it will be Max and Danny talking about films and um, Max's choice of action movie. And yeah, have a great week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.